0: Hey, folks,
1: you might not know this if you've only listened to the free Tuesday and Thursday shows, but you're missing one of the most exciting 90 minutes of the week, our after-party podcast with me and feminazi Kimberly Johnson every Friday. Go to bobseskashow.com. Again, that's bobseskashow.com and sign up to hear the after-party while supporting our completely independent podcast for just 10 bucks a month. Not only do you get lots of outrageous conversation about sex, drugs, politics, and rock and roll, but you also get the post-mortem shows for no extra charge as well as access to our community blog, where you can post your own articles. So go right now to bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow and subscribe. Thank you in advance. And now, let the cartoons begin.
2: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
0: If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits?
2: Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway
0: coat perfect fits.
2: Dressed up like a million dollar trooper,
0: trying mighty hard
2: to look like Gary
0: Cooper. Mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or Rombarellas in their midst. Bob we could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Show.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about Trump's stupid, stupid tuxedo. Totally look like Peter Boyle and Young Frankenstein out there in England. Or Mr. Creosote, take your take your pick. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, June 4, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest goddamn soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi, day 866 of the Trump crisis, day 28 of the constitutional crisis. Almost a month for the constitutional crisis, huh? 517 days until the 2020 presidential election, and, of course, sitting right over there, my good friend, Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Buzz. You you okay now? I, I think I've all said. <laughs> I, I needed, like,
2: 12 takes to get the opening commercial right. But we're here. We're here. Yeah. And you know what? I figured it out. I'm the Lawrence O'Donnell to your Rachel Maddow. Stop the hammering. No, I, I look at it this way. I'm often wrong about things, but in an authoritative and entertaining way. Yeah, That's right. So. Sure that's why i'm here. Hey, listen, <laughs> if you're still doing that Tradio feature, I have a Muller a time t-shirt I'd like to sell. <laughs> I'm Good. not no I'm fine. I'm not I'm the pressure has not gotten to me. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not worried about any of this since it's already been decided. I'm sure President Biden will take care of everything. That's, I, that's what I heard. That's yeah, what I've to been told. Already been decided. Everybody go home. Do you do you have any more jokes for us? <laughs> no. Did did I have any in the first place? <laughs> wait. That's-
1: one more. No, see that's- one more. You work, managed to work another bonus actually
2: Better in real <laughs> situations, I think. So All let's right. let's do that.
1: So, you know, one of the things we were talking about before we uh, started recording the show, our our show within a show or our show before the show in which no one is actually listening except us. uh, We were talking about this deal with uh, MSNBC and the New York Times, which to me is just the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Of course, this is playing into the entire uh, false trope. That Rachel Maddow is some sort of raving ideologue, which I I have a really hard time with. You know, sometimes Lawrence O'Donnell well, goes you, into been, that territory, but but Rachel, no,
2: I don't know. You've been lumped in with her now, so yes, uh, I get to that in just a it, second. It's it's official. <laughs> uh, y- you know, I I don't know. Uh, this this troubles me, and I'll tell you why. I first of all, I see some Glenn Greenwald folk liking this yeah. and, and taking part in this discussion. So you've taught me that that's concerning, mm-hmm. uh, but but the other part of this is uh, we, this is another purity test on the part of liberals. I'm sorry, but yeah. it is, and we don't need a purity test. The New York Times is not perfect, but uh, let me emphasize that uh, the Times, with the Washington Post a close second, has broken all the ice on these stories. They're the people yes. who've who've unveiled the Trump administration. And the Trump campaign and all the other criminals associated with it, uh, we would be lost without the New York Times. And I, I saw people responding to posts about this saying, "I'm canceling. I'm canceling. Oh, I'm Canceling God today. I'm already canceling." No, the 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 legitimate press already has enough troubles. Uh, again, the New York Times. It is my view it, they're not perfect, and and it's made up of a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people put that newspaper together, and some of them. Face facts, just like in your real life, just like at your job, some of them are conservatives. Yeah. And uh, so don't be surprised if some of that gets through in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. But it does not in any way compare to the volume of material produced by their news reporters and the brilliance espoused by their. Uh, editorialists by their columnists, right? Right, uh, y- you can't take that away from them, and we would be lost without them. So, as unhappy as you may be about this policy, and I am too, I think it's a little goofy. Uh, uh I don't know that I'm as suspicious uh, that it's some kind of conspiracy, uh, but uh, it-, it is a little concerning. And the policy, just to clarify, is uh, no more. Uh, news reporters on Rachel and uh, Lawrence because they are considered very partisan shows. Mm -hmm. And they can still go on uh, uh, Brian Williams at 11 because his show is considered uh, apparently less Partisan uh, and, and, <laughs> okay. and uh, opinion writers, meanwhile, are still free to go from from the Times are still free to go on on Rachel and, and on Lawrence. So it's but I don't I don't say I'm just saying agree with the policy, but I'm saying first, let's understand what the policy is. Yep. And let's understand that the paper is imperfect and that it's made up of a lot of different people, some of whom are conservatives. But you cannot none of this outweighs the, the blessing The New York Times has brought to us in its coverage of the Trump administration. Uh, It's not, we're we're, again, it's another circular uh, firing squad Mm -hmm. here. Liberals shooting other liberals. And, and I I just, I I have a real problem with that. Let's keep our focus. God, this drives me crazy. Let's keep our focus on the real, uh, the real villain here, the yeah, real yeah. criminal here.
1: And, and you know, the left, uh, Buzz, has a tendency to take one thing and extrapolate that out into a, a, a categorical condemnation of whoever. In this case, the yeah. New York Times, for example. You we know what, do it. Yeah. Fox News Channel is awful. Um, AM Talk Radio is horrible, horrible. I mean, there are real criminals out there. The New York Times, like any one of us, makes mistakes. And I'm about to talk about some of the mistakes I made just on the indie music countdown, for God's sake. (laughs) I made factual
2: errors on the indie music countdown. It's the trouble with specializing, by the way. Then the nerds come after you (laughs) in that field, and
1: you don't stand a chance. I know, I know. But, (laughs) I mean, with the New York Times, sometimes they screw up. Sometimes they don't do exactly what you want them to do. But you're exactly right, Buzz. You know what? You're exactly right insofar as the New York Times has done... Some of the the greatest reporting on especially the Trump administration, especially the the Russian attack. All of those things and everything orbiting around all of those topics. Um, The New York Times has been one of the go to sources for all of this. And I think we need to bear that in mind. At the same time, I again, I think they're misrepresenting what Rachel Maddow does. And I want to single out Rachel Maddow specifically because that's the show that every night my face, Kimberly Johnson's face, your face, all of our faces are pressed up against our TV screens just absorbing uh, osmotically every bit of information on Rachel's show. And there is no greater friend to traditional straight news reporters on cable news than Rachel Maddow. She is the one who not only hosts them on her show and values their reporting, but is also extraordinarily complimentary and supportive of that process and actually eschews the idea of hosting Uh, the usual pundits in their little squares uh, that we see all throughout the rest of cable news. Or
2: the the big panel, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think you're going to find more uh, partisanship one way or the other on on Chuck Todd's show, for God's sake, or (laughs) some other program. I mean, Morning Joe, for example, is loaded with partisans. It's just that Rachel gets uh, lumped in with this both sides crap, where because we criticize Fox News Channel and all the lies and punditry and ridiculousness that goes on there, somehow we have to pick someone from MSNBC to go along and be the sort of the same or the equal and opposite version of that. And it always ends up landing on Rachel Maddow for some reason, even though Rachel Maddow I mean, I'm saying this as objectively as I can, which is next to impossible, but it's true, um, (laughs) that Rachel Maddow is the genuine article. Rachel Maddow is as close to Walter Cronkite as we have on television news right damn now. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm enormously grateful for that. I think the New York Times is doing itself a real disservice, but saying all that... I don't think we should just go and say, okay, the New York Times sucks. I'm not going to read the New York Times anymore. I'm going to boycott. Childish. I'm not going to subscribe. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's exactly childish.
2: Let's, and- let's all slap tariffs on the New York Times. <laughs>
1: That's right. It just doesn't. I mean, you know, look. I I get it. Sometimes when they refuse to call Donald Trump's lies a lie, you know, you want to make the Jody (laughs) noises. You want to just cry out in frustration. Yeah,
2: but you know. Yeah, well, a lot. All all the mainstream media was reluctant. They were so freaking careful throughout the campaign to try to continue to, to to be. Fair, Yeah. Uh, by the way, there's that car alarm. I know. We're going to have the car alarm
1: throughout the show. Thank you very much, whoever that is. I'm going to go put a brick through their windshield. I was those, In fact, I was, things- was stomping around the house before we started the show going, I'm calling the cops. God damn it. I'm calling the cops. Just, God damn it. Just screaming that off my
2: balcony. Yeah, well, a brick through the window will give them reason to come out. That's but- right. Those have been a great boon. Now, I haven't car thefts really fallen since uh, they put those in. You know. You yeah,
1: know. yeah. I, you know, I kind of yeah. felt like uh, one of those guys in one of those old-timey movies with the uh, the wife-beater T-shirt and the big gut with the oh. cigar hanging out of his mouth who sits on his porch and <laughs> drinks beer and then shouts at all the passers by as they go on down. That was well, me for about five minutes before we started the show today.
2: I, I don't picture you in that shirt or, or with that belly, but you will be sitting on a balcony shouting those things, I guarantee it. <laughs> Absolutely right. It. It's like, damn but it, it someone, the, someone's going to
1: be held accountable for this car alarm. Damn it! Oh, back man. to the
2: issue at hand. I just yeah. had a couple of things about Rachel. Uh, yeah. The reason I watch is not to be indoctrinated. Uh, it's it's one of the things I do is I take screenshots of uh, various resources that she yeah, and oftentimes these are the Washington Post and. Rachel's one of Rachel's favorite sources the New York Times uh, and and I'll snap those and then and then go find those stories read them for myself interpret them for myself yeah so I, she introduces me or guides me to uh, what you know the stuff we need to know as far as what you said about her being uh, I I don't know how how cronkity she is it's she I get what you're saying that she's very close to that but in much the same way that People with what were once considered moderate politics are now considered uh, to be leftists. Yeah. And, and this has happened because the entire country, the spectrum, has moved farther to the right. That's right. It used to be more centered, and mm-hmm. now it's, it really leans hard right. So what used to be in the middle now seems to be on the left. And that is not only true in politics and political parties— but it's true i think in the case of the media that uh, she's more centrist yeah not entirely i mean she's definitely on the blue side of the line but yeah yeah she's closer to the center i think than she gets credit for i think i think simply by virtue of the fact that she states these facts yeah that she assembles these facts that alone puts her in the middle because at least she's dealing with facts when so many so many in the media are not. Yeah. And you know, she does such a fine job
1: of taking all of these disparate news stories and stitching them all together and putting them in context and, and telling a story based around that. I mean, by yeah. story, I don't mean to say in the frivolous sense, as if she's reading as Good Night Moon or something like that. I mean, and the, no, the, but that's the reporting on a, she sense. On a,
2: and she does on a bigger scale. What I've always tried to do uh, myself is is right. is tell a story, make it int- if this is so freaking important. I mean, this is one of the first things I learned getting into radio news. If this stuff is so important and clearly it is, uh, how do we get people to listen? Because I know my friends are switching to the other station that's playing music when the news comes on. <laughs> so how do I how do I get their attention and keep their attention? So there's yeah. great value in her method, of, sometimes it goes on the, the tease goes on a little too long and it gets yeah. irritating. She hasn't done that for a while; there hasn't been time for it. But uh, you know, and there are times I yell at her, uh, you know, and, and because <laughs> I think she's gone too far or is wrong about something, is off. the And there have been a couple of cases where she was off the path a bit and never pursued that any further because it was the wrong path. Uh, and I've I've witnessed that, but. She is uh, a national treasure, yeah, and yeah. and 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 not you know not the uh, I, th- I think it was my dad who said she's uh, she's a kook, and I said she, she's a, I said it's I never said she's, never watched, I said I well actually he has uh, really? uh, not not a, not a long time not not since Trump was elected I don't think, uh, but but he, he says she's a kook and I said she's a Rhodes scholar, yeah, I said I don't care I don't care she's a kook. <laughs> you know, she's so, a
1: smart kook. Yeah, know. very,
2: very, very smart. Extremely
1: Yeah, smart. yeah. Well, I mean, if you notice, what she does is she's not pounding her fists on the table. She's not, in fact, expressing right. a whole lot of opinions. In fact, what she does, instead of saying, I believe this, and here's why you should agree with me, what she does uh-huh. is she just asks questions. She just throws right. the questions out. And sure, they're kind of leading questions, because yes, that's, uh, that's
2: the whole point. That's the uh, thesis. Still I've learned a skill I've learned as well. Yes.
1: (laughs) And and so, so that's her approach. It's not, you know, fire and brimstone uh, screaming into the television cameras for an hour. I think that's one of the reasons why she may seem more moderate than she is because she isn't a uh, a fire eater. She's not like you know, sort of what we do on this show, or or, or what you hear in, in podcasting. a or, we're or certainly not what you see on Twitter. She is no someone who is yeah. yeah. She's again, That's a great way to put it. She is much more restrained, much more prudent in terms of the information she puts out there. And remember, she's only repeating news, hard news that has been reported in the Washington Post, the New York Times, or the Wall Street Journal, or right. for that matter, NBC News, and that. that. That is it. She's not fishing for conspiracy theories. She's not delving into weird corners, dark areas of the uh, of the political debate to grab things and use those to suit her own ends. Yeah, she's she's legitimate.
2: She doesn't do what if. Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: So, you know, of course, for The New York Times to do this again. What they're doing is they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Trying uh, to be fair, it, they think. Yeah, they're trying to do it, but they're getting it wrong because again, right. as I said at the top, it's it's both siderisms. You know that's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, and,
2: and that's, that's what the media. That's the mistake the media made with with Trump. Instead of calling him out during the campaign and making people making voters aware before they went to the polls, yeah. uh, they tried to play it fair because they were afraid that they didn't want to be considered you know leaning one side or another. Facts are facts. Get them out there. Uh, if something's the truth, say so. If something's a lie, call it out for that. And if they had done that uh, during the campaign, we might not be where we are today. So I, I certainly get that that anger. Uh, and the Times is guilty of that. The Times helped was part of the uh, part of the buildup of Donald Trump uh, into the character that, yeah. that he became. Uh, they they had a they played a big role in that. For a while Mm. uh, And he's mad at them now Because they don't like him anymore
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people will miss that uh, the New York Times, other publications like that, other papers of record, have a mm-hmm. responsibility to the journalistic method. And I think um, sometimes with the New York Times, they really, really adhere close that to that, almost to the far. point of yeah, of going too yeah. far. It's exactly what I was gonna about about to say just then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's funny. Uh, speaking of the New York Times, there was this piece uh, published a couple of weeks ago in the uh, American Conservative, the American Conservative. And it was an op-ed by Peter Van Buren, uh, dated May 13th. So it took me a long time to find this. (laughs) I didn't know about it. No one informed me that I was included in this piece. But it's an op-ed, and it's uh, sort of uh, someone trying to be funny. Uh, How to Write Doomsday Screeds Like the Prose. As uh, as long as haters believe Trump is bringing about the end times, you, too, can make a buck writing about it. Uh, uh-huh. Well, first of all, they t- with all the talk of uh, how many jobs have been created during the Trump administration. Thanks, Obama. Uh, little attention is paid to one vibrant industry this time in the White House oh, that the White House has spawned writing uh-huh. apocalyptic op eds. You know, the ones articles predicting whatever the news of the day will be the end of democracy. Alongside the New York Times and the Washington Post, whose op ed pages are pretty much a daily end of days, practitioners include Chicken Little Regulars, Rachel Maddow, Lawrence Tribe, Malcolm Nance, David Korn, Benjamin Wittis, Charlie Pierce, Bob Seska, and Marcy Wheeler. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, one of these people includes it. me in the list of uh, freaks and weirdos on the left. <laughs> Yeah, I never, I, 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 every time I see like an enemies list, oh, the Trump people have an enemies list or this religious group yeah. has an enemies list. I go immediately to that list and I'm always disappointed when I don't see my name. on It's wah. so, so sad is what happens. I, I think for God's sake, but, I, I need to be on an enemies list or two and thank well, God someone are. has, yeah, uh, now finally someone yeah. has included me on a list of, uh. Chicken Little. Yeah.
2: Cong- congratulations, you finally made it. You must be very proud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that article goes on. I, I did look that over, and it goes yeah. on for quite a long time. And they're not trying to be funny. The headline writer maybe uh, was trying to be funny, and yeah. maybe that's the same author. But uh, the article itself is not. And. First of all, I want to know, how do you make money doing this? Yeah. And uh, secondly <laughs> uh, Secondly, uh, you know, it, it just it, it, this is you know this is just more yeah, this is, this is him, this is a conservative telling the rest of us, uh, Pay no attention uh, to his love of dictators. Yeah. Uh, pay no attention to his circumvention of Congress. Pay no attention to his uh, disparagement of the courts. Uh, this is all fine. This is all normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people who are uh, upset about this, who are painting these doomsday uh, portraits, are are lunatics. They're 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 kooks. <laughs> they're you know they're they're out on a limb. Yeah. And and the truth is, you're not. None of us are. Uh, most of us aren't. Uh, what we're doing is stating the facts, which is this is what. This president is doing as he yeah. inches, uh, w- whether he'll ever succeed or not. And he's more of a dictator wannabe than he is a dictator. A lot of his stuff doesn't get carried out. But in his heart, that's what he is. And that alone is reason enough to be frightened, never mind the actions that he's taken uh, to to support the fear that he's changing our way of government. Yeah. And and that is concerning. That is a, a crisis. It, historically, uh, throughout the histories of the nation, has been considered crisis material. And uh, so there's nothing alarmist about this. And uh, yeah, I guess in some ways uh, Trump has been good for business, I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted uh, <laughs> yeah know. me too just a little bit uh, it it hasn't been that good for business, uh, but it you know it yeah people's interest in this rightly so increased when uh, they saw this lunatic in in the White House.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, some of us have done okay. By and large, whatever benefit people would have had by covering uh, Donald Trump, like, oh, there's lots of material, lots of things to say about this guy. I guess we're going to be okay with content. Well, that's not entirely true, because what what's happened is Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg came along and mm. made it possible for... Countless, I mean, scores of uh, journalists and and op-ed writers and so on. Uh, to get fired and so there are I I don't know how many hundreds if not thousands of out of work people in uh, uh, political writing political journalism there are right now but there's quite a few and thank God I'm not one of them but I know many (laughs) who are including Kimberly Johnson and so many others whose publications had to shut down because of Facebook's fuckery and we all know the story behind that but nevertheless with this you asked uh, a few seconds ago you said uh, how do you go about making money well I have a two-step plan for that Number yes. one, number one, say shit. You gotta, you gotta first say shit. Uh, okay. So there's All that. Right. I'm
2: gonna write that down. Yeah.
1: N- number right. two, go on the Stephanie Miller show, and that's it. <laughs> uh, number three, repeat. So I guess there is a third step. So just re- add the repeat at the end. Uh, that's that's the way it happens. She's the, uh, she's the stairway to heaven. That's exactly well. I mean, if you look at this list, Malcolm Nance, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Charlie Pierce. Uh, I, I don't know if Marcy Wheeler has been on the Stephanie Miller show yet. Boy, I'd like to get her on my show though. Empty Wheel on Twitter. She's been doing some of the uh-huh. best work. Some of the. Uh, I mean, in fact you rarely see Marcy Wheeler. It's so bizarre that they included her on this list because you barely see her ever raising her voice or sounding uh, unhinged or anything along those lines. I won't speak for myself. I sound unhinged all the time. And Malcolm Nance (laughs) refers to himself as Shouty McShoutface. So it's not hard to put those people together. Rachel Maddow never raises her voice. Lawrence Tribe, there's very few people who are more Centered the Lawrence tribe. Uh, David corn Benjamin Wittes, these are all pros. Charlie Pierce, I guess he raises his voice sometimes, but it's always with a joke. So, but I, I just, I felt like I was in good company there and just happy to be part of the list, oh, yeah. even though it is yeah. kind of an insulting thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. I realized that too. So, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> let's see what else we have here going on today. Obviously, uh, Biff is in England right now, making an ass of himself and embarrassing the country. Um, he, of course, uh, referred to the mayor of London situation. Sadiq Khan is a stone cold loser. Uh-huh. And then today he was saying in a press conference that, oh, you know, Sadiq Khan is such a negative guy. Why does he have to be so negative? Why, why does he have to drag everything down into the mud? That's, I mean, that, that's what Trump actually said today, uh, doing his best gaslighting like always. But he's the guy who just referred to the mayor of London as a stone cold loser for being right. foolishly nasty to him.
2: Uh And nasty,
1: yeah, and short, yeah, exactly. Well, and again, he's you know it's the same stuff with this guy. It doesn't just same stuff, different country. He's in England right now doing the same shit he does here in the United States.
2: He he can insult in many many languages.
1: Right, right. Well, you know, um, Jared Kushner is also with him. Well, all the Trump kids are with him for some reason. I I don't know how. How does Don Jr. get invited for a state visit to England? Well, he didn't.
2: He did. The fact of the matter is, he wasn't. And uh, here's what happened: the Queen invited. Uh, specifically, just uh, Don and Amelda. Uh, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> Melania. Uh, invited them to a state dinner, uh, and and she did not invite the kids. The kids were not included in the invitation. And uh, then they all show up together. They brought wow. the kids with them. Yeah. So that's that's how you do that. I, I love the fact that Trump says uh, the ba- the baby balloon, the big baby balloon <laughs> of him. Uh, the, the protesters are carrying. Yeah, I love that. Says, that, makes, that makes him feel unwelcome. He said. <laughs> I hope he gives that some thought.
1: It's so sad that he was feeling so unwelcome and
2: I know, ostracized you know, in England. The U.S. president. I, yeah. And to think of it.
1: Well, they're getting to see it up close because he's seeing all these protests <laughs> and going, they love yeah. me so much. They're the greatest. I, I love the British people. They're, look at all them turning out to cheer me and wish me well. <laughs> of you course, saw they're, the,
2: they're screaming at him and hating him. That's what yeah. You saw the you saw the laser projections. I, I'm guessing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, All yeah, good. Yeah. All good, real, good ideas. They're, they're really good at protesting. That the large penis that was carved <laughs> into a field on approach to the airport. That's right. <laughs> Uh, you know, and and it was it was in the act of urinating on his name.
1: Yeah, you uh, so know. This,
2: welcome to England.
1: Right, right. And uh, it's funny they didn't try to disguise any of that shit. They didn't try to uh, <laughs> suddenly like put uh, masking tape and paper bags over all the windows of Air Force One to keep him from looking out the window, like they did with uh, the the USS John McCain. Uh, maybe they
2: should, yeah. Or yeah, there was a, one of the times he flew to the Middle East, I think, and uh, uh, he, he was terrified because he said they, they covered all the windows. Yeah, now maybe they just need to do that on all his trips.
1: Well, Jared Kushner sat down for an interview while he's over there, and he, yes, he and did. he really underscored the idea that Jared Kushner shouldn't be doing interviews. In fact, this is kind of a here's a preview of what, how Jared mm-hmm. Kushner reacted to some of these questions about Trump being a racist. You, he, you can, like you do, you, you do. want, you, Mr. You Kushner.
2: Oh, you, you, Jared. you 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 want yeah, you want. Okay. but uh, so it, it's yeah. so hard to avoid the truth and that's I why he's trying to steer around the truth where possible, and he's just not mastered that yet. Here's this
1: great clip of Jared Kushner. One of the reasons I'm playing this is just to get a listen to his voice. We hear it so seldom, oh, and, and, yes. and, and maybe that's the way it should be, that we hear from Jared Kushner almost yeah. zero times. But here's Jared making an ass of himself and Trump and, well, for that matter, the rest of the nation.
0: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, <laughs> uh, she, calls, she has called President Trump a racist. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen him say or do anything that you would describe as racist or bigoted? So uh, for the answer is uh, uh, no, a- absolutely not. Uh, you can't not be a racist for 69 years, then run for president and be a racist. And what I'll say is that when a lot of the Democrats call the president a racist, I think they're doing uh, a-, a disservice to people who suffer because of real racism in this country. Was birtherism racist? Mm. Um, look, I wasn't really involved in that. I know you weren't. Was it racist? Uh,
1: Like I said, I I wasn't involved in that. I know you weren't. Mm -hmm. Was it
0: racist? Um, Look, I know who the president is, and I have not seen anything in him that is racist. So again, I was not involved in that. Did you wish he didn't do that? Uh, Like I said, I was not involved in that. That was a long time ago. The other issue that often gets brought up in this conversation is that he campaigned on banning Muslims. Would you describe that as religiously bigoted?
1: Look, I think that the president did his campaign the way he did his campaign. He did.
0: And I think but you he, wish he didn't. You wish he didn't make that speech.
1: Uh, I think he's here today, and I think he's doing a lot of great things for the country, and that's what I'm proud of. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, you know, not answering. right, and you know what? This goes kind of this the salon piece that I wrote uh, today, which is that you know what? If you're going to be a dick bag and you're going to be a racist and you're going
2: to
1: especially work for a an obviously racist president, just own your racism. Just if you got to, just say that you're a racist. Just admit I'm it for that. God's sake. I'm sick and tired of this the story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just sick and tired you, of this being the can, answer you to, do, to everything. You, just you
2: want, I don't you, know you, what you
1: can, I don't know what to say everything's so confusing i don't know what to do about these yeah, accusations
2: I mean, at least they could come up with a story yeah. and 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 sell it you know they this hemming and hawing that doesn't get them anywhere it doesn't you know you, you the question does not and did not get answered in this situation yeah. uh, who do you think slimier? who just and maybe based on appearance alone <laughs> Uh, Jared Kushner or Don Jr.? Which guy, which slicky boy do you think is the most nauseating?
1: Easy answer to that. Uh, Don Jr. is the slickiest of the slicky boys with his hobo beard and his slick back hair, his his pomade and his pear-shaped body and his ridiculous Twitter feed. I mean, there's nobody slimier. I mean, I think Don Jr., is slimier than his own dad. I think he's way slimier than Donald Trump. I think he's got zero moral core. And I think Donald Trump maybe has... Maybe 2%, maybe 1% of a moral, somewhere in there, there's something that maybe kind of sort of resembles morality or values. It's completely non-existent in Don Jr. And I'm, by the way, I'm I'm giving his dad way too much credit. I'm just (laughs) hearing myself and going, 1%, what am I, crazy? 1% of 1%. Now I'm sounding like Bernie Sanders. But, you know...
2: (laughs) so, so Don Jr. by a greasy hair yeah. uh, over over morals. Yes. Uh, I, I see that. I see that. I agree with that. I, I just, but let us not forget the sort of uh, expressionless Ken doll uh, uh, that that Jared Kushner is. That's true. And uh, and what he ultimately, what he was actually defending in his stammered mm-hmm. answers there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just uh, they uh, at some point Donald Trump just has to say it. I mean, at some point. It's just a matter of time, I guess, before he just blurts the N word or we hear it or a tape of something along those lines, which we've heard reports about. Just for God's sake, own it. I, I just can't. I'm sick and tired. And this goes across the board, across the entire political debate. All of our political leaders are so afraid to say what they believe, to just be. Out front, and I'm not talking yeah. about sticking in your in your face and, and and being a dick about it. I'm just talking about owning your position. Stop trying to pretend that you're something you're not. Just Babe, yeah. just be a Democrat. If you're running for president right. on the Democratic side, stop apologizing for being a Democrat. Stop it's, tiptoeing on eggshells around the moderates.
2: They'll come it's not along. like you it's, it's not like you're journalists or anything. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Um, same same syndrome, though, isn't it? Isn't it the same syndrome? Yes, just just a yeah, yeah just a bit. Yeah, exactly. Right. The Democrats are trying to be stately and fair, yeah. and uh, journalism was trying to be stately and fair. And hey, uh, you know what? The gloves are off. We're past that. We're, yeah. we're the president has has pushed us past that point. Right, right. And, and again,
1: it's so easy to look at this stuff, see these uh, events as they whiz on by our faces, with whether it's with Russia or whether it's all of Donald Trump's egregiousness. And it's so easy to go. Well, we'll get him next time. Uh, I don't know. Is it? Is it? It's going to be yeah. risky if we hold him accountable. He may like it. He may abuse it. He may benefit from it. And I'm just, just and do what you gotta do and let the chips yeah, fall where they yeah. may. Yeah,
2: a, a growing number of lawmakers are saying, not publicly, but among themselves. There's and and, and this is good because it's a, a building momentum. It's a dam about to burst, is yeah. what it is. But they're saying to themselves. Look, this is inevitable. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We may as well just start. And as uh, we learn, I think uh, you and and T Rex and and Jody talked about this last Thursday. Uh, if you look at the, the the impeachment timeline of Richard Nixon, uh, you see that in the public opinion noodle, uh, needle noodle the public <laughs> opinion needle didn't move. Yeah, as it makes needle and moved. You get noodle. <laughs> The, the, the needle on public opinion didn't move until the impeachment hearings began. And that's, right. that's when everything changed. And that's why we need to have them now mm-hmm. uh, and, and without further delay. Uh, and before we get too far away from the topic of race, I, I've got a, a piece in, in my news on Thursday uh, that I've just been working on about uh, the, the black vote factor here. Yeah. Uh, black lawmakers, African-American communities around the country, uh, the constituents are telling their representatives, why is he still here? Why haven't you (laughs) impeached? We voted for you to get rid of him. Why haven't you done it yet? And so uh, the black caucus, or most of the black caucus, is is now applying pressure on Pelosi. Why is this important? Well, it couldn't be more important. It was uh, uh, black voters who uh, prevented the impeachment of, of Bill Clinton, uh, his removal from office after once he had been impeached. Uh, it, it was black voters who won, helped with Democrats, young black voters helped the Democrats win in the 2018 uh, midterm elections. Uh, and it was black voters who got Barack Obama elected who pushed him over the top there. Uh, the black voters couldn't be more important to the Democratic Party right now, and if yeah. they're truly interested in 2020... They should listen to them, yep. because they, they, they listen. To, it's like what is it? Forty-eight percent of white voters want Trump impeached.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Eighty-seven yeah. percent of black voters want him impeached. Mm-hmm. Listen to your voters. That's right. They the, the, listen to the voters who made the differences in the elections and the situations that that were just cited here. Uh, it, this this is part of the pressure that's building on them to to uh, do to get to the inevitable without further delay. We are headed there anyway. Let's get it the heck started.
1: Yeah, and I get the sense that African-American voters especially recognize what Trump is um, in a way that's more clarifying and real than I think a lot of white voters see uh, Donald Trump
2: and if you want them to go to the polls in 2020, yeah. if you don't want them to be dispirited, if you want them to vote for your candidates in 2020, you'd better listen to them.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and and by the way, that also goes for the 63% of Hispanics who want Trump impeached. Yeah, yeah. While, while, while a very white-bred 48% of whites want him impeached. Hey, look, you know what? Well, no, we can't really decide.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, people are thirsty for leadership right now. And it goes uh-huh. back to that that speech, my Michael J. Fox in the uh, in the American President uh, movie uh, by well, Aaron movie. Sorkin with uh, Michael Douglas and and Martin Sheen was in there too. The statement was something along the lines of Americans are so starved for. Uh, leadership that yeah. they'll they'll move toward that oasis, thinking ah. oh that person's the leader, and when it turns out not to be leader, they they'll still just drink the sand, you know, instead of that's- instead of the the quenching water that they're craving, they'll just drink the sand because it's the next best thing. That's why Donald Trump rises in this country. Um, that's
2: the that's the other lesson from Watergate here, and I uh, people are going to get tired of these references, and and many people, including the guy who wrote that the uh, column slamming you. And other opinion writers, yeah. uh, what, what they're what they're getting wrong here is, it it when impeachment hearings started in 1973, uh, the American public was not on board. Yeah, most no. of the public was against impeachment when the impeachment hearings began. Just as they would be now, if the impeachment hearings were begin to. it wasn't until the impeachment hearings themselves that the needle began to move on public opinion. Yeah, uh, so uh, you know, again, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Why wait a second longer?
1: Yeah, and I just feel like so much time has gone by already uh, where we were powerless and therefore watching this as it becomes metastasized, as it becomes normalized across the country, Trumpism and Trump's behavior and Trump's crimes. It seems like this was something that could have been stopped before it ever began, and we just didn't take it seriously enough, but... But minorities from coast to coast in this country—African Americans, certainly uh, uh, Latinos and Hispanics—we're saying Islamic Americans and so on. We're seeing Donald Trump as the ghoul, as the cr- criminal, as the villain that he is. And so many of us were like, "Well, let's wait for Mueller." Or yeah, It
2: seems I don't know. kind of extreme. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's and it's long past time now. <laughs> we've held the reins of power in the House yeah, of Representatives, yeah. and the and the control we're, we've got our hands on the toggles for impeachment. We just need to find the balls on the backbone to throw that switch at long right. last and move forward yeah. with this, goddammit, if for no other reason than to show history that this guy was a criminal, get it on record, get the evidence on record, and make this historic. It needs to be, otherwise more and we're, more Trumps are down the road waiting we're, for we're
2: us. We are already late. If, yeah. if you use the Watergate timeline, and, I'm, yeah. and this is one thing that may not apply to the present day, they... But if you go by the Watergate timeline, we should be able to impeach him a couple of years after the, or a couple of, I'm sorry, a couple of months after uh, the new president is is sworn in in 2020, uh, you know, whoever that may be. Oh yeah. Uh, The the point is that will be too late if we take as long. So not only do we have to do it right the freak now, Mm -hmm. but we've got to do it as quickly as possible, and we have to do it faster than we did in the uh, early to mid
1: 1970s. All right. Well, we're going to come back to all of this, but now it's time to talk about bugger off bomb bug repellent at buggeroffbomb.com buzz you know i uh, i was down at my mom's lake house a couple of weekends ago and i ended up with the, one of those mosquito bites that never quits right and, oh, I, and it, this is obviously because i forgot to use my bugger off bomb uh, once i went down there and i got it was this mosquito bite right on the top of my foot and you ever have one of those mosquito bites where the the bite itself oh. not only itches but then there are phantom itches
2: all around like wait wait did I have,
1: is there one on my other foot what, what's going on here it, and and so you no, I in-
2: I have I have heard of that you should see a doctor but oh, I shit. I know I know the agony <laughs> I know it. the agony <laughs> I know the agony of of having an itchy yeah. bump there on your on like your ankle there. It, oh yeah, it's the never, worst. It it never stops itching. Yeah, and
1: sometimes you'll itch it so much, you scratch it so much. And you, I've ended up scratching the skin like clean off, like the top layer of skin in the middle of the night, just scratching it while I'm half asleep. It's yeah, horrible. Right, right. None of this would have happened uh, if I had had my bugger off bomb. And as you know, right. Buzz, uh, and I know you're like me. You hate the itching, but you don't mind the swelling. So there's that (laughs) trade-off. There's a a little (laughs) bit of an upside there in getting mosquito bites. But if you're tired of bug bites, you've come to the right spot. Uh, Bugger off bomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague uh, all of us every season. Straightforward ingredients, never anything toxic and bugger off bomb. It's easy to travel with in a a little teeny tiny tin that fits in your pocket. It's made specifically, oh, and it's not going to leak or like uh, squirt out all over your luggage or in your pocket or anything like that. Yeah, I hate it when things squirt out in my pocket. Of course, no bugs. (laughs) That's right, no bugs at all. It's made specifically for for everyone for example fishermen, hikers, soccer moms, beachgoers, cruelty-free skincare enthusiasts, your Uncle Joe, etc., etc., etc. Everyone can use bugger That's all, bug. Yeah, because they're, uh, it's free of nasty chemicals. It's deet-free. It's kind of humans in the environment. It contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies, eucalyptus and citronella. It's all in there. Ah. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, eucalyptus, and citronella essential oils as i said there a second ago uh, also great seasoning for your uh, backyard barbecue uh <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding about the seasoning part uh Do
2: by the way at home.
1: yeah that's right by the way holy hell it smells way better than any store-bought uh, repellents bugger off smells clean and fresh and it won't stain your clothing plus no more skeeter bites it's another line of defense against any insect borne diseases just 10.95 at buggeroffbomb.com but use our promo code bobc for 15 percent off your entire order again Again, that's buggeroffbomb.com, promo code BOBC for 15% off your order. Support this show by supporting Bugger off Bomb, and stay bug-free all summer long.
0: Hey, this is Frangela and we host The Final Word with Frangela and idiot of the week podcast and if you enjoyed this episode you'll love our show where every week we talk about real news real funny so come on over and listen to the final word with frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on itunes stitcher tune in and everywhere else you get your podcast the Bob
2: The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, so I really
1: screwed up the other day. One
0: piece is your
1: friend. I was doing the uh, indie music countdown. I recorded that uh, on Saturday. I debuted it on Sunday. And uh, I made two key mistakes. So this is by way of a correction on the... Uh, on the Indie Music Countdown. By the way, this is Quiver and a song called Radiate. I was thinking about Radiation, obviously, because uh, we watched uh, episode right. five of Chernobyl last my night. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, such a masterpiece. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so not only did I leave off Quiver from the Countdown entirely, it was a clerical error. I forgot to write it down when I originally aired the song, and the show is a song called Superheroes, which I'm going to play again. Uh, after the next break, provided we get to a second break on today's show. Um, so, I forgot to forgot to play that song by Quiver, which would have made a, a nineteen song countdown instead of just an eighteen song countdown. And then on top of all of that, I miscredited. Uh, one of our indie recording artists, Jim George, with something that another uh, indie recording artist uh, on the countdown, Aiden Mersky did. So Aiden Mersky had a song in the movie American Splendor, and I said during the countdown, because I'm just... I'm just winging it uh i said oh yeah jim george he had a song in american splendor you know the paul giamatti movie about harvey p and all that yeah uh it it wasn't jim george it was etan
0: there's
2: a a danger in ad-libbing there there is a danger in ad-libbing
1: yeah Yeah. i I don't know what i was thinking i said hey Hey. it's a great idea i'll do a dj show and play all these songs and i'll just wing it like i used to and uh, clearly i'm out of practice (laughs)
2: Well, you'll, you'll be fine. Listen, I, uh, yesterday, made it a point to listen to all three of the music shows you've done in succession. Wow. I would heard, I, I, think, I think I'd heard them all before, except for the newest one. So I was listening to the newest and its two predecessors. Man, if you want a playlist for your day, uh, this is awesome. Uh, can you be on longer? Because uh, I, I want you to be the soundtrack of my day because I enjoy the show so much. I enjoy that music. It's 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 familiar sort of to me and refreshing yeah. in that way. But at the same time, it's new. And, uh, you know, you, when you hear the same songs over and over and over again, uh, it's nice to hear, uh, this, this new music. And these are, as we've said before, great artists. Uh, so uh, this is a great way to soundtrack your day is just, uh, play uh, Bob's music show one after the other, after the other, and then when you get to the end, start over and play them again.
1: Yeah, in fact, there, there are so few shows like that. Uh, certainly, uh, very few podcasts like that because the whole uh, economy of playing music on a podcast is right. a little dicey. A lot of people don't have the money to pay licensing fees and so on. I've just gotten lucky in so far as all these recording artists have submitted all of their music to me. They're saying, "Here, Bob, play my music," and I'm going, "Right, wow, this is incredible music." And and Wonderful. yeah, yeah right. there is a little bit of curation goes. On where I, I look through their entire uh, discography and all their songs, mm-hmm, I say, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, I think my listeners enjoy this one, and so I'll pick that right. I'll pick a particular song because I think it fits into uh, the the style of banter that we have on the show. It just it has that same rhythm or that same uh, appeal, and so right. uh, that's the whole that's the whole idea. But I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of it is the quality of the music. It's not how yeah, it's assembled. Is no not anything. It's just a, a bunch of great songs. In this case, well. uh, Sunday uh, that particular countdown most recent indie music countdown uh-huh. uh 18 songs and running the entire gamut from hip-hop to alternative to you know,
2: like 90s grunge almost yeah i want you to get to like 20 songs because like i said i would like the show to be a little longer and <laughs> i'm more comfortable with yeah. 20 right just i like the number better uh but but also uh yeah would you a chance to hear, and and you're going to get to the point if you're not there already where you can uh uh, bypass certain songs in favor of songs you like better. This can become your top 20 of of indie songs that have been that have been submitted, and I, yep. I think that's very exciting too. Uh, by the way, I have something that'll cheer you up about that whole that whole kerfuffle there with your music show. Uh, oh, okay. Paul Manafort. New York prosecutors uh, are transferring Trump's ex campaign chairman to the new notorious jail complex, Rikers Island. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> As as he awaits <laughs> trial on state fraud charges. So it's off to Rikers for Paul.
1: Oh, wow. You know what? Yeah. I don't even have the right music for this, but I'm gonna try to bring it up as well.
2: Is there is something he needs like happy music for this? Happy Days Are Here Again. Well, somewhere. no,
1: I mean I was thinking like this. I was thinking about the Oz theme. Oh, <laughs> that's, well
2: that's yeah. Kind of where that would immediately follow <laughs> Happy Days Are Here Again.
1: It's uh <laughs> It's this kind of a prison that he's going to. Maybe not like the yeah. Emerald City set from oh, the, the show bad. Oz. It's, it's badass. Like, yeah, yeah. G- the general yeah. population. Apparently, he's going to be in solitary there. Yes, was He's thinking like rusty government uh, steel bars and and just the shittiest possible prison. I know, everyone's like, I saw one guy who was like, I can't believe they're sending him there. That's so cruel to send him to Rikers. He Rikers should be shut could've.
2: down. He could have flipped. He could have flipped and avoided this. I don't I get know. It. He's I know. So, I, I didn't see him taking this gag this far. I didn't see him. I didn't see him going to solitary at Rikers. I thought at some point he would cave and say, "No, I don't think I want to go to solitary at, at yeah. Rikers." Well, and there's I, that I, car alarm again.
1: Yeah, I know. I was just gonna say I might end up being a cellmate of Paul Manafort <laughs> after I murder the person with that. Th-
2: Car no, 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 no. <laughs> but it be a, be a shame if anything happened to that car. Yeah, but. no. Just uh, uh Anyway.
1: Where's my baseball bat? I have a baseball bat around here somewhere. Um no, the, the the fact is that uh Paul Manafort's the latest Trump stooge to go to jail for his Messiah, for his cult leader.
2: He's not just going down, he's going all the way down. He's going to <laughs> yeah. solitary at Rikers. Let us emphasize. Rikers. This is not nice. Yeah. This is not pretty. This is not fun. Uh, this is a hell, yeah. and he's willing to do that instead of flip on Trump? Yeah. What the heck? Who has what on him?
1: Yeah, and you know what? I'm totally fine with him going to Rikers, as much of oh, a sure. shithole as Rikers is. You know, it's not murder in the first. It's not Kevin Bacon and murder in the first. It's not that horrible. It's not Alcatraz. But as far as prisons go, Rikers is kind of up there with Alcatraz. So I'll uh, bet the
2: prison library has a Will by G. Gordon Liddy. I'll bet they have. And then he can get and then he can get tips on survival in a brutal uh, prison situation.
1: Uh, shit. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Well, at least he has that. At least he'll have G Gordon Liddy to look forward yeah. to. The he'll entire... be growing a
2: mustache. He'll be growing a mustache and eating rats before you know <laughs> it.
1: Burning his hand over an open flame. The secret yeah. is not minding. Everyone, lo- you know, everyone loved our G Gordon Liddy conversation for the last week. He said, "You know what? You should do an entire show in which you do nothing but tell G Gordon Liddy stories." It's, a, it's still, you know what, we bring it up like this, and it still amazes me that you and I worked in the same, basically the same yeah. room as Watergate burglar G. Gordon Liddy. My God. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. And for the reasons that we talked about before, I think, though, we need to be careful and use it as seasoning from this point forward. That's forth. true. We're going, yeah. to, we're going to ration the, the Liddy stories for when we really need them.
1: <laughs> Although from now on, I'm pronouncing the, uh, the number nine as niner. I'm going to say niner. niner from now on. Um, okay, so yeah, so Paul Manafort and another, another guy to go to jail for Donald Trump. Looks like yeah. Hope Hicks. And uh, Annie Donaldson are going to end up in jail for Donald Trump. I mean, I'm wondering where this is going to go. NBC News uh, confirmed today that the White House has directed Hope Hicks and Annie Donaldson not to turn over documents related to her time in the Trump administration. Uh, They're supposed to not turn over these documents to Congress, apparently, uh, which is what Donald Trump is commanding them to not do. Uh, The two faced a subpoena deadline today. So I mean, the real question is not only how many Trump loyalists are going to go to jail to protect their shitty, shitty cult leader, mm-hmm. but why? Why are they doing this? Why is there such well, loyalty to Donald let's Trump? Let's see.
2: Let's see how far uh, these individuals are willing to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, they may not. May not. They might not want to uh, suffer the fate of Paul Manafort or anything, or even the fate of Michael Cohen for that yeah. matter. Uh, I. I. I'm not sure. Uh, if if they're willing to uh to take the hit on this, yeah. I, you know we'll we'll see. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they did. Uh, i I think I mentioned way early on in, in your show uh you know, a couple of years ago, maybe uh, that I found uh, hope Hicks to be fetching. Uh, I thought she was very attractive. easy on me. the eyes, and, yeah, and I recalled a photograph uh in which she was wearing a tuxedo, <laughs> and she had her and you know, she had her head turned. Uh, toward the camera, it was over her shoulder. It was, yeah. There's nothing more attractive than a woman looking over her shoulder. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> why is that? That's here's, a good- here's, here's this. Well, it's I don't know some DNA thing that yeah. goes back to cavemen. I I'm think so. Sure. Mm-hmm. But but she, this is uh, this very attractive young woman uh, looking over her shoulder in a tux for crying out loud. Yeah. Oh my God, she looked like a million bucks in that thing. And so I will not discuss her in a prison uniform. It's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to. We're not naming names
1: and we're not naming fetishes.
2: No, 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 we're not, we're not. We're not. But I don't, I don't, and I like to think maybe she's smarter than that, that she's not the uh, sort of uh, mafia thug that Paul Manafort is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like not only uh, will Hope Hicks, see now this, I, I, again, this is going to be the, in the form of a, a political cold shower buzz for okay, you because yeah. we're going to go from Hope Hicks in a prison uniform to uh-huh. Bill Barr in a prison uniform.
2: Which... Oh, I thought you were going to say George Nader. But...
1: <laughs> well, maybe George Nader, too. We're going to get to him in just a second. Uh, sure. But, you know, the same goes for uh, Bill Barr and Don McGahn. It seems like they're both going to end up in prison for <laughs> Donald Trump for some reason. And Bill Barr apparently thinks it's hilarious because he's he saw Nancy Pelosi uh, last week or the week before and was joking about it. So, well, now... I don't yeah. think it's going to be as funny once he's uh, well carted off.
2: I don't. I, for some reason, I don't think they will jail the attorney general. Uh, I Who was the other guy you mentioned <laughs> again? I'm sorry. Don McGahn. Don, Don, Don oh, McGahn. Don, Don yeah, they might. They might jail him. I, you know, as an attorney, I can only see McGahn taking this so far. Yeah. Uh, before, before he says, "Okay, look, here's the deal," um, and he's already cooperated a great deal. I, I, I think at some point. He has to. We'll we'll see. I mean, we just have to wait and see how this plays out. In the meantime, uh, I guess Congress is going to forge ahead with its own bizarre little hearings, starting with John Dean from the Watergate era.
1: Oh, yeah. John Dean. Damn it. And what a traitor John Dean is! I hate John Dean. See now, I'm he I'm did. going back to Liddy again. I know. I apologize I know. for that. But June 11th—that I mean—that's when they're going to vote. The entire House on the floor is yeah. going to vote in, on contempt charges yeah. against Bill Barr yeah. and Don McGann. June 11th, mark your calendar because we'll wait and see what happens
2: well, uh, but there. But will that result in their uh, imprisonment or jailing? I, I'm not sure that it will. Will you know? We're just going to have to wait and see what happens after that after that vote. Why after,
1: you don't you know, let I... me have my fantasy man? My God. We <laughs> oh, need to Oh,
2: listen, there's nothing I'd love to see. It. Here's another yeah, William William Barr in a prison uniform. Now right, yeah. now we're we're talking about that's looking that's... over and looking over his shoulder. <laughs> see there, now you've got now you've got a photograph. But I you know the and, I would and, and, love and bo-
1: more, bo- bonus, know. Bill Barr's boobs are a little bit bigger than Hope Hicks's.
2: <laughs> well, I I wasn't looking. I was looking at her face. Her face is up here. His face is up there, Bob.
1: <laughs> That's true. I said, you know, if, it, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. when I, I bump into Bill Barr at a party and he goes, Bob, my face is up here, damn it. Stop staring at my cleavage. Um, did you see, by the way, uh, Donald Trump had <laughs> Donald Trump had uh, neck cleavage going on in uh, in England as the first thing I spotted in that official photo with uh, with the queen is he had quite well, a scr- so- <laughs> quite a <laughs> so scrotal sac going on under his uh, under his chin there.
2: And he looks so good in that tailcoat, waistco- waistcoat.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course, you know, a guy who claims to be a billionaire can never find a decent fitting suit ever. To me, that was the first tip off that this guy's deeply and profoundly in debt to Russia and whoever the hell else. Deutsche Bank and so. Yeah. It's
2: just a schlub.
1: Yeah, I think he gets all of his suits from like TJ Maxx or something. Like sends uh, Eric in and gets all of his suits. My God, the giant, no, sure the giant. They- Pants and the ill-fitting uh, waistcoat and the God damn it! Right?
2: I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that, that it's quality uh, clothing. But what happens is when your waistline gets that big, and I can speak as someone who was never that big but was bigger. Yeah. Uh, it, what happens is that big waist pushes the the, the belt line pushes the, the waistband of the pants downward, and then yeah. that's why you got the photograph. I don't even remember was it uh, John Oliver or somewhere? I saw the photograph of of uh Trump with his uh, suit pants uh, they were all crumpled up at the top of his shoes because they had <laughs> slid down well his his large waist had pushed down the waistband I know how this I know the physics of this yeah. the, the, the large waist <laughs> pushed down the waistband to his hips and that made the pants too long right right and, and so yeah and again he just looked like a and this was a this was at uh, in a cemetery uh, this is why he looks like a schlub
1: yeah yeah exactly you know what in fact that was something that Chez always noticed about Trump is these <laughs> really poorly fitting suits and I think one of the reasons is is that he has uh, Trump very very narrow shoulders uh, almost non-existent shoulders so what he does is he gets these giant shoulder pads to pad out his shoulders And what they end up doing is they end up after an hour or so they end up slouching down, and so it's just like this mess of fabric and ill-fitting clothing in which he probably looked at himself in the mirror that morning and went, "All right, well, this is okay, I guess," and then walked out of the walked out of the residence of the White House, and then suddenly, uh, you know, like an hour later, all of that preening and everything falls straight to hell. His hair gets fucked up. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I yes, will say sure. this right now and I I'll never ever willingly compliment Donald Trump. But you know uh, what? His hair was so much better after that hat head. When he went into that church in McLean and he took his hat really? off. And his hair was kind of. Yeah, I thought. Well, I thought it looked better than whatever the fuck is going. On. <laughs> the well, dairy then, what, swirl what, on his head. What?
2: What doesn't, you know? But, yeah, uh,
1: I guess uh, anything that was, would look yeah, better it was, than it that. Was,
2: it was odd. Yeah. You know, I mean, I saw somebody post online. I'm an atheist, and I wouldn't go into a church wearing a hat. Uh, and and yet he did, and that's true. And as as uh, someone who's not of organized religion myself, uh, I too, if I wore hats, would take it off on on entering the church because I, I I I know how to be polite and show respect. Is yeah. something he he clearly doesn't know. You don't have to be a Christian to know that you're supposed to take off your hat when you enter. Uh, a house of worship, whatever the religion may be. And by the way, that uh, minister of the McLean Bible Church there in, yeah. uh, in Northern Virginia, where uh, Trump appeared in his golf cleats, <laughs> wandered onto the wandered onto Just the wandered altar in his golf on his golf cleats and his sweaty head, his sweaty hat head. Uh, uh, you know th- that the pastor has today uh, said, "Listen, this was in no way an endorsement of Trump." He say the pastor is now. Separating himself from this as much as possible. This is one of these yeah. big pop churches, you know, where they use the projectors and the modern music and yeah. all that, and it's a big, a big auditorium yeah. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? You know, yeah, here's here's right. what happened. Donald Trump thought it was a yeah. Ruby Tuesday, like <laughs> he just
2: wandered in. I gotta
1: get oh my go. a gotta get myself a blooming onion and Oh, Magoo,
2: you got it again.
1: Wait, <laughs> this is an Arby's
2: shit oh it's Which, a by the way shit. stands for, stands for roast beef <laughs>
1: that's right uh well okay speaking of roast beef george nader i don't know where i came up oh, with that that segue but you know i somehow i've coupled george nader with we'll, roast beef we'll edit
2: uh, for we'll edit that out <laughs> we'll
1: let the control room take care of that yeah. uh so creepy george nader nab for child pornography again uh-huh. Again, yeah. right? This yeah. is the guy and they who, weren't even looking.
2: They weren't even looking for it. They were looking for Trump Russia Saudi evidence. That's right. Uh, when they snagged his phone and oh look, it's young boys. Yeah,
1: and I wonder has anyone asked Donald Trump about this guy? I mean, George Nader visited the White House a bunch of different
2: times. Barely uh, knew him, Coffee Boy.
1: Yeah, right. Coffee Boy. Sure. Yeah, he was the guy who when, organized when that. Uh, yeah. yeah, he ordered. He organized that Seychelles meeting with uh, with uh, Eric Prince and all these other yeah. villains and
2: and and. and, and, a, and a Russian. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. Yeah. And he just he seems to be really into the child porn. And of course, at one point, too, uh, he was nabbed for molestation as well. So quality individuals. Yes. These are yeah. the the best people that best Donald people. Trump has around. Yeah. Has right. around right. George
2: Nader. Here's what you have to know. George Nader has been in the White House many, 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 many. Yes. Many He's been there a lot. He has been uh, the liaison, the conduit uh, between the Trump administration and Saudis. And uh, to a certain degree, uh, between the Trump administration and Russia, yep. uh, and and uh, this is the quality of individual you have. Uh, he, he can he can walk and chew gum at the same time. He can betray his country and molest uh, children all at the same time.
1: Yeah, bonus. You know, he, everyone's uh, got a multi. People. Everyone has to multitask, don't you think?
2: Best people. <laughs> all right, Good let's Lord. take uh,
1: one last break and we'll wrap up the show right after the shower these words. off. <laughs>
0: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours one bathtub at a time. That's bubblegenius.com. Bob Seska. And when you keep us in the dark, our love will soon become a farce. We're we'll no truth to go. You'll have to make it
1: on your own Yeah, you know what this is? Buzz, it's two two for Tuesday
0: Really? I like (laughs) it Yeah,
1: two songs by Quiver Boston's own Quiver And by the way, that's spelled with three V's in there
2: Of course it is Three V's, right Of course it is Now, I really like this cut This cut I'm really, really strong on
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I, I don't think they even exist anymore. I, I think Quiver is no longer a, a working band. I'm just then I'm then I'm
2: just in time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right, we're just right on the cusp of Quiver mania. But you know what, Christina, who uh, is one of the main mem- members of, uh, of Quiver, I said to her via email, I said. You got to get the band back together. So I'm I'm working on that.
2: I'm something, working on yeah.
1: reuniting Quiver for a you know a, maybe like a 2020 world tour or something like that. So hopefully she's uh, got
2: that. She's got that looking back over your shoulder kind of voice. <laughs> exactly right. Hopefully I don't little, know what's wrong with me today.
1: I don't know. You're just really. You know what it is? It's a obviously complaint. it's the it's the stress. It's the mayhem going yeah. on oh, all yeah. around oh, us. Yeah. At, at some point oh, I'm you a
2: part at the seams. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think we both need like legitimate break. And I know I, you I had suck.
2: To- I saw somebody say this, and I, I <laughs> echo their sentiment. You suck at taking vacation.
1: I, you know, I really, really do. I was like, you know what? I got to take a uh, take off a, an entire week, and I ended up doing shows during the week. And you not know what only
2: to did- do after after the show's finished here. I, I thought about this before the show. And now yeah. I know I'm going to do it after the show. I'm texting you a picture of my swimming pool. <laughs> I'm texting you a photo <laughs> of your guest room. Yeah. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. I'm gonna, okay. You you won't be able to say no when I finish.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, maybe that's in the offing. I'm not sure yet. But my God, so, you know, you know, again, I go back to the same old shit. It's the same old metaphor with Kramer on the bus with the pinky toe. You know, he kept making all Remember. the stops because they kept ringing the bell. <laughs> that,
2: Th- that's yeah, exactly okay.
1: yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm I, I yeah. keep.
2: I know. I know. I I do the same thing, yeah. and it really is. I mean I don't you know I don't I necessarily want people to feel sorry for me in fact I don't yeah. but but let me just state for the record it's hard it's really really hard yeah. to just keep doing this and keep doing this and you think well it goes back to the question uh, the, the statement we made earlier which is uh, this is inevitable what what yeah. needs to happen here what's going to happen here why the delay? Why is the inevitable taking so long?
1: Yeah, I know. And it it goes back to this ongoing thesis that I've been developing, which is that the Democrats need to own their positions. I wrote a Salon piece, Mm -hmm. as I said earlier, and and this piece, I mean, I I really, I want to make something abundantly clear here and now, which is that I'm not endorsing Elizabeth Warren yet. I'm not endorsing Kirsten Gillibrand either. I just pointed two things out from the last 24, 48 hours in which Uh both of those candidates... uh, Owned their position. I mean, one of the yeah. greatest things I've seen on video over the past uh, you know, several months is Elizabeth Warren marching in that pride parade with a big giant rainbow uh, feather boa on, fist pumping and high-fiving and owning every step of that march. And that was yeah. an amazing thing to observe. Not saying, but, well, maybe on one hand we do, you know, same-sex marriage. On the other hand, you know, we have to respect the people in the red states.
2: No, 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 no. Own it, uh, on own the, it. On, on the other hand, Bob, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna steal their line for that. Okay. Uh, but what we're seeing, yeah, that's what you want. That's what I want. Yeah. Uh, that's what a lot of our listeners want. I understand that. Uh, we more than anybody crave this leadership, and I, I want uh, a little story about that as well. Uh, but but uh instead of uh, instead, what's happening in reality is uh, as I joked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, at least at this point, and I know it's crazy early and the, usually whatever the prediction is at this point turns out to be wrong. And we know that Biden is prone to, to, to goofing up. Uh, but yeah. but right, right now, he's at the pack. And what that's <clears throat> telling analysts, and I have to agree to this to a large extent... Is what America wants right now is normalcy, uh, something, yeah. uh, something a uh, little bit middle of the road. And the other thing to remember, going back to our, our vital black voters, uh, they're they're much of the wind beneath Biden's wings,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, much of his support. Uh, almost ironically, uh, when you consider uh, Kamala Harris in the race and others uh, going to to Joe Biden, uh, they, they it's it's partly that Obama legacy. It's partly they they. They like him. They, know they feel like they can trust him. And the rest of America, I think, uh, to a large extent, sees uh, Biden as this, uh, this very normal kind of guy uh, who's more of a known than an unknown. They didn't, they, you know, Unknown didn't work out, or at least politically, unknown didn't work out so well last time. So I, I see why things are the way they are at the moment, and I realize that they can change. But on the subject of leadership, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, and again, going back to Watergate, it wasn't until they started the hearings that public opinion began to change. In other words, in in the mid uh, early to mid 1970s, Congress led the nation into impeachment. They didn't wait for the nation to lead them into That's impeachment. Right. They led they were leaders. They took the initiative and and this could change for Biden especially as uh, the leaders that we're seeing coming forward in the presidential race and in Congress. If they actually do lead and take the lead and lead this nation, then uh, new heroes will uh, arise, uh, like, uh, like Elizabeth Warren, for example, or whoever you like uh, so far in the race. Uh, so uh, there's still time for, I think, anybody to succeed in this race. But it's and it's going to be the people who lead. I I think you're right about that.
1: Yeah, is exactly right. You know, I just I think people are craving that. I think people are craving leadership. They're certainly, as you said, craving normalcy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Make no mistake about that either. I always thought that a winning campaign slogan for 2020 could be a return to normalcy. And that's yes. Oh, I'm- I agree. Yeah. Totally
2: agree. Yeah. I, there it is. A Bob and Buzz uh, in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> right, return right. to normalcy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's, you know, again, there's no rocket science here. It, it's shocking to say this. I know. But, you know, when you actually say what you believe, People right. tend to go along. It's it's one Respect. of the strangest things in the world that you oh that's
2: that's a thing. Well, yes, it's of course the it's the thing. Base, yeah. It's what the base loves about Trump. Exactly he right. Says, he says what he believes, uh, or what he you know uh, he says what they believe. Yeah, and he that's says, that's what they like of
1: it. Exactly, and. It doesn't matter what he's saying. He's saying it with this degree of conviction, and we all know yes. it's we all know it's bullshit. Obviously, I'm not saying that it's Largely, genuine in yes, any mostly. stretch of the imagination. But w- when he says something that is absolute bullshit, he looks in the camera and says it as if he actually means it. And it's so, exploitive. Yeah, it's exploitive.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's he's
1: exploiting that base. Yeah. Hmm. That's right. And and the the advantage that the Democrats have is the advantage of having facts and truth and reality on their side and all they need to do is Weaponize that by stating the truth and stating what they believe in. And it's just that simple. I think you get a lot of moderates, a lot of undecided voters, some independents too, who will go along with someone who just doesn't fuck around and says, you know what, this is, damn it, this is what I think, and this is how I think we should proceed as a country. This is what I think we should do about Donald Trump, and fight me. Go ahead and fight me. I don't care. This is is how it is, and this is what I believe. And I think that's uh, exactly what needs to happen, right?
2: Yeah, that's that's definitely an important part of it. it. It absolutely is.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know what? Uh, one thing I want to talk about, and this is something uh, going back to our discussion of no vacations ever. Uh, they keep ringing <laughs> yes. the bell, damn it. They keep ringing it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I could have spent a good long portion of my Sunday uh-huh. arguing with Fox News Channel's Dan Bongino, uh, uh-huh. as, as we like to call him, Decadan Bongbong. Uh right. Bong Bongbong was uh, <laughs> uh, going after the the guy who created and, and produced and wrote all of the uh, episodes of Chernobyl. And uh, uh-huh. and so I posted that exchange where this guy, uh, Craig Mazin, really nailed Dan Bongino. And uh-huh. then da- Dan Bongino started coming after me, like obsessively. Yeah. In fact, he came yeah. after me so hard he had to unblock me first and then start <laughs> attacking me on Twitter. and uh, And you know what I did? I just sat there and laughed. I didn't play into it. I didn't feed the troll. I didn't react. I just, so I am, I'm making progress, damn it. Baby steps. I am healing. I am
2: getting better. I swear to God. What's the matter with Bob? That's the question. (laughs) And,
1: and so this is a case where I could have been fished in and I could have wasted an entire day of my weekend arguing with someone as inconsequential as Dan Bongino, you formerly didn't. You didn't. of the NRA, NRA TV, that you, son of a bitch.
2: Instead, instead, you made us a great music show.
1: Yeah, all I did was uh, like pointed and laughed with my mouth open at his giant bulbous forehead. That's what I was doing <laughs> the, whole, the whole time. And I trolled him in a way that he couldn't let it go. I successfully mm. trolled Dan Bongino. It was like a reverse trolling Thing. It was awesome. So we're going to well, talk about Mr.
2: Seska, your, your, your hour is up, but we're going to have to pursue this further in the <laughs> next session.
1: That's exactly right. I, I've got the details of my Dan Bongino uh, uh, story uh, on Twitter. Uh, we're going to save that for the post mortem show coming up next year at bobseskashow.com. That is our Patreon page. Go and sign up for $5 a month. For that $5, you will get two post mortem shows a, a week. And that is where we just keep on talking after this song finishes playing. So that's that's it's all kinds of great extra bonus content. If you sign hard up, hard to believe. Yeah, absolutely. So you, if you sign up for $10 though, you get the two postmortem uh. shows and the after party show on Fridays. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and comment every Thursday. BuzzBurbank.com, Realmnetwork.com, R-E-L-M network.com. Find it, listen to it. It is the best hour of news you're gonna hear all week. I swear to Thank God. You. And and it's I guess no New York Times people have said, "Ah, we're not going on Buzz anymore. You don't have to worry
2: about... (laughs) That's the kind of show it is. That's exactly right. Take care, folks. See you then. Bye-bye.